The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The hot stove is heating up, Jaybird watching fans. So come on in and join Chris Key and Craig Borden and myself, Brendan Panikar, as the official podcast of Jay's Journal. Gentlemen, how uh, how hot are your asses with this hot stove getting so uh, red hot these days? What's going on? Aren't you ready to spike the football yet? Come on. It's yeah, just... especially after the 49ers win on Monday night against the Rams. That's <laughs> unexpected, but fucking awesome. Look at you turning it around already. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're not a football podcast, but yes, I am ready to spike the football. Yeah. My ass is toasty, but I'm not sure if it's from the hot stove. But... <laughs> well, this is why he says he had Taco else? Bell for lunch or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny, but yes, it is Wednesday, uh, the week before Thanksgiving for our friends south of the border. So that includes you, Mr. Borden, uh, and stuff is happening in free agency. There's been quite a few signings already, which is a little bit to the surprise of the three of us as we were chatting just before pressing the record button, given the whole CBA uncertainty, but we do have breaking news within the last hour. Robbie Ray was one vote shy of winning the Cy Young Award unanimously. He got 29 of 30 first place votes. Garrett Cole got the one lone first place vote and 29 second place votes. But what an amazing accomplishment. And Chris, I want to start with you here on this one because, man, I remember when you first started getting on this train back at the end of spring training and even when Robbie Ray hurt his elbow when he fell down the stairs and it was then fine. his first start. Yeah. And it's then still good. It's still good. Start, ready to go. 
um, after he walked the world against Kansas City, and then he righted the ship after that. But you called it from day one, man. So how does it feel being uh, somebody who can look into the future, apparently? Uh, well, like, I'm no Trevor Plouffe. I'm, I'm not the prophet <laughs> of baseball. Yeah. But... Um, no, you could just you could tell that something was a lot different between like last year and especially spring training with this guy. Um, and like, I don't know, it it, it started out kind of tongue in cheek, just a bug Wes, um, <laughs> first of all. And then so, so against like, it. <laughs> yeah. And so then I had to double down and, and really go for it. So then I did. I really wish that I put money on it now. And as <laughs> to that point, out, that was one yeah. of the tweets that I actually posted up that right before the show um, of the B&B podcast, Brant, Brant, I think it was, he actually put money down on it on some online thing. Five bucks for a single entry, $155 return. <laughs> so Pretty shout good. out to Brant of the B&B podcast for actually literally taking your words apparently to heart. <laughs> No, yeah, definitely wait. Definitely wish I I put some money on it. Wes just informed me that he finally took me seriously in July and put money on it. Now it's up a couple hundred bucks. So nice. Uh, I think he owes you a beer, uh, one or two at least, uh, uh, easily. But yeah, it, it's kind of cool. He got twenty nine first place votes. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know if I necessarily saw that coming. I, I thought I thought I Cole would. Cole would have a few more, um, but it looks like from what I saw, Cole was the only the only one that didn't show up on uh, the MLB Network special. So maybe he was a little bit bitter about uh, not <laughs> not winning the Cy Young. But you know, don't collapse in September when your team needs you most. Right, right. Yeah. He was almost the sole reason the Blue Jays got in near the end there because of the couple of games that he uh, blew up against Cleveland. He blew up a little bit against Toronto in that last series against the Yankees uh, before the Baltimore series. So it was not good sledding for Garrett Cole in September. And I think if he readied the ship, then he probably would have won going into September when when, uh, the calendar flipped to that last month of the season. But Craig, what were your initial reactions? Were you surprised? I think we all kind of agree. We were surprised on the 29 of 30 first place votes. Like I thought it'd be a much narrow. I thought Robbie Ray was going to win and yeah. all the beat writers were kind of hinting at that as we got closer to the reveal of the Cy Young award. But I just didn't think it'd be an almost unanimous fashion. And that's the thing that killed me. I was like, okay, this is going to be one of those not down to the wire kind of things. Like the playoffs yeah. were this year. It was like, right. okay, great. You know, might as well have the dueling out right there at the Cy Young award too. But this time the Jays came out on top. So that wins. All right. <laughs> but um, I, with Garrett Cole and him being neck and neck into those last two, three weeks of the season, I just never in a million years thought it was going to be near unanimous. You know, yeah. that one writer had to have been the Yankees writer. I got to save face. I got to be the one guy that votes for my guy. Right. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me, yeah. but Wilner did that for Montoyo though. So. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so to that point. Yeah. But oh, it's, it, it's the perfect thing to that story to, to what you were saying, Chris, about how he actually, you know, survives the elbow injury and stuff at the beginning of the season. Literally, maybe the whole defense of his kid falling down the stairs and taking the injury was like the, the reason that he won the Cy Young award. If he, the kid, you know, whatever happens, you know, in the midst of that equation, I don't know. But to that point, you know, he's a great guy. It's good to see him win this whole thing. It, this is the exclamation point that his career was just short of. And he was trending toward this two, three years ago. And to see yeah. him finally get it, perfect. And I really, it, it's well-earned. And all the Blue Jays fans on Twitter and all the Blue Jays players going out on Twitter and actually, vote, you know, 
mentioning everything in the video that I watched right before I hopped on. Well deserved work worked his ass off to get to where he is and this is the like i said the exclamation point that he needed and the only thing that's the downside to this whole thing is obviously now we have to pay a brick of money to get back yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that and like robbie ray was never going to sign before this announcement was being exactly. made no way. there was no chance he was ever signing Tag on 10 mil. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly the number I was thinking. Tag on 10, 15 mil. He got an extra 150,000. He did. For, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You absolutely. beat out one of the best pitchers, arguably, in the last three years in baseball, in Garrett Cole. And it's not, you know, when you finally look at these final numbers, guys, it's not as close as it looks, you know, Ray led it almost ago. every category. It was nuts. Yeah, there's a couple things Lynn, I saw on Lynn Twitter that were actually the posting let's of. Not, let's not forget how good Lance Lynn can be as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I lost the vote vote numbers, but yeah, he had a few, not first place ones, but. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a dominant season from start to finish, pretty much. Other than those first two starts of the year, he righted the ship right after that. And he was on cruise control for the most part, except for the two games that I seemed to go to during the season where he lost both of them. <laughs> so I, uh, so I stay away when you're on Robbie Ray Day, Brandon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The two Jays games I went to, Ray pitched both of them, and he lost both of them. And if maybe I stayed away, they'd be in the playoffs and I've won those two games. So blame me all you want for that. But um, I don't know if any of you caught it or not. We can dive into it a little bit and uh, see what your thoughts are on this. But on Sportsnet, they had Robbie Ray on with Tim and Friends, and they were asking him near the end of the interview. Somebody sent me a clip of it where they said, you're obviously in free agency now. Just want to Cy Young. Do you have a message for Blue Jays fans who are hoping to see you back? And he basically said, I love Toronto, but I'm also really loving the free agency process. And there's a lot of non-committal language, which I don't expect him to use committing language at all. But it's just total opposite of what you've seen from free agents in the past, like David Price, who said, I would love to come back to Toronto. Other free agents in other sports who have said glowing reviews about the city, but then ultimately end up leaving for somewhere else. So, Craig, I'll start with you on this one. Hearing that, I don't know if you heard the interview or not, but that was I think a decent summation of what Robbie Ray said. Um, would you rather him just be perfectly honest? Are you fine with him not like speaking a little more glowingly about it or just would that be him be perfectly frank and say, you know what? I'm loving free agency right now. I'm evaluating all my options because in my mind, I would rather just have him do that instead of getting our hopes up by saying, Hey, I love it here. I absolutely love it. But I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I would, I, it is what it is. Right. And obviously he's making sure that he's not, you know, possibly, you yeah. know, shitting on potential other suitors in the midst of this argument here with what's going on. But he could have said it a million and one ways. And I would honestly rather hear him, at, you know, after the fact, if something didn't work out, him tell, continuing to preach the fact that how much yeah. he loved playing in Toronto rather than worrying about him, worrying about uh, saying that right now. Yeah. And I think he he has he's going to get the King's ransom right now. He's got everybody hoping and praying to get him there. And after the Berlander news a few minutes even ago and the Syndergaard thing and everything, he's going to get crazy bank. And if the Blue Jays want to step up to the plate and take a swing at it, great. Um, I think we'll get into where I think some of that conversation is going here later. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I want him back. I love him. I think he's a great fit for this clubhouse and the way this team is constructed. And with some of these other things going on, he doesn't have to be the guy that near the end of that contract and whatnot. So, but love Robbie Ray. 
I love the fact that he was on that interview and he was still happy to talk to those guys because this is a time he I, I'm just shocked he even did the interview regardless. You know that you that was something that was easily one of those phone in a video in a blue jay hat <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah, he he went on and did live with the the gang, so that works. Chris, how about you? Um, to be frank, I, I don't know if you've seen a whole lot of like interviews with Robbie Ray, but he's not exactly in, in front of the mic, the guy. So to hear that from him, I think that he's obviously going to play his cards really close to his chest, but I don't think he's like, I I feel like he's a very reserved type of guy Mm -hmm. um, that isn't going to just pour his heart out there and say all right things just to say the right things mm-hmm. and lead everybody down a path that they don't need to go down. <laughs> um, it's, it, it doesn't matter in the run. Like I, I wouldn't read too, too much into it. Um, like I said earlier, he was never going to sign before this announcement was being made anyway. Okay. So, and it, there, there was a very interesting thing that, um, I think it was it Ars when your Ben Nicholson Smith said it. And then uh, I listened to spin rate uh, on my way into work this morning as well. And they brought it up. was that Atkins in his interview on at the letters um, was quite open. About, like congratulating almost Robbie Ray and Marcus Semyon for getting to free agency and yep. wanting to let them have that, um, that kind of process and going forward with it. And, and like, it's a reward for all of the hard work that they put in. So I don't know. I wouldn't read too much into it. I'm with you. I'm with you. There were some blue Jays fans who were like, Oh, there's a lot of past tense going around here, but it's fine. You can read into it. However you want. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the beauty of being a fan of this team and a fan of sports in general. You can interpret things the way you want to interpret them, whether they're right or wrong. But at the end of the day, we have no idea what Robbie Ray is going to do. Um, Last few thoughts on him. One more question I'll pose to you guys before we move on to uh, some amazing news that broke yesterday is based on the fact that he's won Cy Young, based on the fact we've seen Noah Syndergaard get a one-year $21 million contract from the Los Angeles Angels. We've seen Justin Verlander just signed one-year 25 mil with an option, a player option, for another 25 mil with Houston. A lot of money being thrown around early on in free agency. Chris, how optimistic or not optimistic are you feeling about the chances of Robbie Ray coming back to the Toronto Blue Jays? 50 right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't, when I close my eyes and I see Robbie Ray in a uniform, I see the Atlanta Braves. I could see that. Strikes me as a big Southern guy too. I, I see him looking really, really in an Atlanta Braves hat and uniform. <laughs> just like I also, like I close my, I just had this conversation with Wes actually as well, that like I close my eyes and I see Steven Matz and I see an Angels hat. Um, so, that does fit. <laughs> that's much uh, I don't want to say it either. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, okay. I love Robbie Ray. I love, I was on the train all year. I was his biggest supporter all year. Yeah, I'm writing literally, it's right here. <laughs> yeah. he picks the click. I don't know where you're going. The Ray no, spot. I don't know if I want to get into a long term deal with him. I want, I was so on board for Verlander. So on board. Yeah. 
I want these guys that are on one or two crazy deal, like one or two year crazy deals, like back the dump truck up to Scherzer right now on a two year deal, um, just to get him here. And then after the two years, you throw money at somebody else. Yeah. Um, but we just or all our prospects, Vladdy. Yeah. (laughs) And then like. It, this is going to take us onto a completely different tangent. <laughs> it already is, but like, you, you can't be locked into guys like Robbie for extended period of time on a massive deal. And then what are you going to do with Tay Oscar? I I'm after the burritos. We'll talk about. Okay, we'll talk about this in a minute. <laughs> you you go. <sighs> Craig, so yeah. what are your what are your feeling about Robbie Ray's chances of coming back? Yeah, I got to say this first. He's now the fourth Blue Jay to win a Cy Young Award winner or award. So it, fourth Blue Jay has five awards with Roger Clemens yeah, winning yeah. back to back. But um, it's been 18 years since Doc won his, and I think it's about damn time we had a pitcher that we could rely on every day. So that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I'm in the school of thought with where the other news we're going to be talking about here in a minute just derail the whole idea of me seeing Robbie Ray coming back. And that's unfortunately my opinion. I'd yep. love to have him back. Like I'd mentioned, but to the point of what Chris said, I think they're really trying to establish this core of this team going forward. They're trying to establish the money to make sure they know what they're paying. Yeah. Yes. Robbie Ray would be known money at that point, but it's going to be expensive money for a player. That's a little on the other side of the older side. Yeah. And I really think they're looking to, bank on that fact right there personally i would say 60 40 not signing with the toronto okay. blue jays i think i am 70 30 and back to the team. oh we're just gonna keep i'm gonna, I'm gonna pile it up a little <laughs> well, bit more I'm optimistic at 50 50 <laughs> so you're on the optimistic side of 50 50 so 51 49 no, i'm not i'm not math. i look like a hero compared to you guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't see it. And look, it very much ties into the conversation we're going to lead into right now. Um, kind of tiptoed around it to kind of save it. But the big breaking news from yesterday was that Jose Barrios has re-signed uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays. They extended him for seven more seasons at $131 million. This was news that when I first looked at my phone yesterday morning, there was a verified Twitter account from Puerto Rico, I believe it was, uh, which is where he's from that was saying that he was coming back on a seven-year, $125 million deal. And a couple of Blue Jays fans caught wind of it. We're like, oh, okay. Barrios follows the account. That's a good sign. But is this legit? Let's wait until Passin or Ben Nicholson-Smith or Arden Welling it. confirms it. And sure enough, it was legit because Ro- or Jose Barrios is back for seven more seasons. So, Craig Borden. Your initial thoughts on that deal with Jose Barrios, you can tie it into Robbie Ray if you want, because it's kind of a natural segue at that point. But I was shocked to see that they locked Barrios, not just the fact that they locked him up, but the fact he's coming off the last two full seasons of baseball. He was a 4.1 win pitcher, according to fan graphs, and that is getting close to ace level stuff. That's kind of like upper end Marcus Stroman. You're kind of like a, yeah. you're a one on a team that doesn't have a true bonafide ace like Robbie Ray was last year, but you're a very good pitcher. You're like a one a essentially. Um, 
I I thought for sure Barrios would be coming in with a chance to cash in at free agency, bet on himself, stay healthy like he's done his entire career, and then get paid as one of the best free agent pitchers on the market at still a young age. Keep in mind, I think he was going to hit free agency at 28, um, yes. so that would have been rare. But this is awesome. Like no other way to say it, Craig. the The fact that they got him locked up, considering they gave up to get him, was a huge step in the right direction for this team moving forward. Yeah, well, I think we talked about this actually at the time of the trade, and I know some Blue Jays fans were actually rather up in arms right after that trade when it happened just because of the fact that it was, oh, yeah. really, this is what Ross and Martin and SWR, because it, he got it off to a rough delayed, start. was delayed, wasn't it? Because yes. it was like, it was like SW, uh, Brios traded for uh, Simeon Woods Richardson. And we didn't and know then, like, and, ten, and then like 10 minutes later, <laughs> and Austin Martin. Yes. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, now this ain't so good, but. To, to that point, I honestly wonder how much of that conversation when right when he brought got, showed up in the dugout the first time it was like, look, we're going to we are going to talk about extending you. Yeah, it's going to happen when you're comfortable having that talk. I Come think up. they're they were going to have that talk. I'm actually just surprised it happened this soon. I really think it was going to happen inevitably over this coming season. And I was expecting more spring training right after free agency was uh you know, kind of a little established and ready to go and the CBA and all that stuff was all, you know, established. I figured that's when we worry about extending our players. And I think this just focus shows the focus of the team going forward here. They want to focus on a young core that is going to be established and here for a long time. This is a guy now you can go out and buy his jersey without having any worry of that fact that Can't he's going to be a Toronto Blue Jay for the next eight years, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so He does have an opt-out after five. Yes, correct. And I think, and that's that's the security blanket for him, though. But to that, yeah. he's still going to be thirty-two when that happens. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So uh, that, that's the safety blanket if he turns into the Cy Young guy like Justin Verlander that signs a one-year freaking twenty-five million deal. I, I honestly think this is where I I think that he's going to make the same amount of money from this deal. I think that he would if he turns into that guy a hundred percent. And as a guy that's watched him his whole career being here in Rochester, New York, I'm looking forward to grabbing a Rochester Red Wings jersey and putting Brios on the back and up to the Rogers Center. I've had the luxury of, like I said, watching him here in Rochester for a long time. And I, there was always something special about watching him here. And then I got to see glimpses of that in Minnesota. He started putting it together for a few years in a row there, but it was still not what I thought he was going to get to. This is a guy that could turn into Robbie Ray in the next two years of what we just saw with the Cy Young Award winner. So I'm not terribly worried about where this money went. This is 18 mil a year, basically, is what it turns out. He, he had a 3.2 war last year, so he's already allegedly worth $24 million for a season. <laughs> yeah. So... If you look about what that's, you know, based out for his contract, he's getting a little bit more upfront here that he wouldn't have gotten, you know, maybe because of arbitration the next year. I think it was this season was his last one. And then obviously he would have been a free agent after this coming season. And I think it's, I think it's just, like I said, it irons the whole thing out to a nice amount of money that he is going to get one way or the other now. And now he's guaranteed to be in the same place. And clearly he enjoyed it. Yeah. Toronto. Otherwise we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Absolutely. Chris? I think the most underrated part of this is that he's made 132 or 133 straight starts. So durable. Which is red. 
ridiculous. And if you know, know that, that you have somebody going out there every fifth day, regardless, is so valuable to a team. And the fact that he's getting, what, $11 million this year they bought out as arbitrary. That was about what he was supposed to make in arbitration, and then $20 million a year after that. Yep. Considering what Rodriguez just got paid for the Tigers, this is such a steal. It is. Such yeah. a steal. Yes. And granted, I think he, if you want to look at it, well, was it a steal because we had to get rid of SWR and Austin Martin in this? Well, like, you need a bona fide, like, good starter. And I don't, they, there's a lot of hesitancy to say that this guy could or couldn't be an ace or whatever. And I, I really hate the ace because, like, I think that, like, how many true aces are are there in Major League Baseball? Because everybody says, oh, they, this is our ace and whatever. Remember when, like, Gustavo Chassin was our ace? Yes. Like, yeah. that's not, not every an team ace. has Roy Halladay, just saying. Yeah, you, like, you, that, you that's not your, an, you know, Yeah, like, man. that's not an ace. Like, Max Scherzer, he's an ace. That's an Kershaw ace. in his heyday, he's an ace. Felix Hernandez, when he was rolling, that's an ace. But, like, did the... Blue Jays really have an ace this year. I guess you could say Robbie Ray, but like he didn't, he's never done it before. Like a true ace, I feel you have to do it for a prolonged period. Like you are the guy that's taking the hill every five days and you are expected to win. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have to expect a win out of Barrios every day, but you want six innings of keep me in it. Yes. That's what he'll do. And, and to that point, he's been doing that his whole career consistently, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Like he, he every threw, day. He threw he threw to what a three a three and a half ERA this year. I know before. I think it was three something. Yeah, he was, I know. He was near the leaders for a little while there. I know people don't like ERA, but like whatever. So he threw 192 innings this year, 204 strikeouts, 32 games started, went 12 and nine. That's not indicative of anything because he pitched for the Wins Twins for half anymore. Yeah, um, but 3.2 war and three, yeah, 3.52 ERA with a 1.06 whip. Like, that's super valuable that's, that's at 20 million dollars a year. So, is a joke. Yeah, and now that point, look how it's actually declined outside the COVID season. His whip is yeah. going like this. Yeah, oh, he's getting, he's getting yeah. better. Absolutely. Yeah. Here are my two very big takeaways of this. Um, with extending Barrios, people are like, oh, well, this takes them, takes them out of signing this or that or whatever. That's, that's a load of shit because (laughs) Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro said we are adding this year. Jose Barrios, don't know if any of you people know this. But he was going to be on this team regardless next year. It's not an ad. That's not an ad. That's just making sure he's here a little bit longer than what he was supposed to. (laughs) Exactly. But to that point, even you're not adding money as you're expecting to pay him for arbitration this year anyways. So you're going to pay somebody like Ryu's going to be coming off the books in a couple of years. Like what you're paying Barrios this year is basically what you're paying Taylor is coming off of Tanner Rourke from last year. Like uh, not, not, not to mention like whatever <laughs> they were still paying Yamaguchi. Yeah. But yeah, here's, 
Here's my biggest hot take, maybe not hot take, that I think comes of this. Now that they've locked up Rios, I don't believe that they will lock up Hernandez. Okay. Okay. That will wait till next year. Yeah. Or not at all. Or not at all. Interesting. I think at some point they're going to have to figure something out with the kids when they're doing something like this with Barrios. Well, exactly. And I fully believe that this team is going to be very large players for Seager. For Corey. Yes. Yeah. I I think that's the big chip the fall period right now. Which will definitely take them out of the Teoscar re-up. I, I and, still, and they'll trade. They'll try to trade Teoscar for pitching. Interesting. At, at some point, that's the Chris Key hot take of the episode. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Sponsor <laughs> us, and then you got a segment there. But no, I'm with you guys. I mean, I was shocked that he went uh, decided to take the financial security now. Maybe not because he's just looking at like, hey, I have a very good offer in front of me for the next seven years where I'm set and can get 131 million dollars. What happens if he didn't take that and he went and blew out his arm and you hit free agency and oh, you're screwed, man. Like now you got to go on a prove it deal and you can be gone forever. This just makes me think that as soon as he got here, the Blue Jays made their intentions very clear. They're like, man, we paid two of our top 10 prospects to get you here. We want you. We believe in you. We think there's another level in you to go to. And Craig, Chris, I think we're on the same page here, especially you, Craig, from seeing in Rochester. I still think there's another level of Barrios. I think he's very much at a Marcus Stroman level right now. They're very similar in a lot of their numbers. I think Barrios can take that up another notch, maybe get closer to a five-win pitcher uh, on fan graphs, maybe even five and a half. Um, the arsenal is getting better. His change-up to lefties is getting better mm-hmm. every single year. His fastball and his curveball are filthy. So the fact that they have Barrios locked up for seven more years, they have Ryu for another two, and they have Alec Manoa, for the extendable, like for the foreseeable future, because he's not even close to reaching Arb yet. And then you make your decision. Your rotation is set at the top three for now, as of right now. But are you going to be as bold as to say Barrios for Cy Young 20U? We did it two years ago. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Both of us picked him for 2019. Exactly a couple of years ago to break out after 2018 even more. Mm. I'll, I might put some money on it. I would not be surprised. A full off season in spring training and working with Pete Walker. Maybe that's how that other level gets uh, attained from mm. Jose yep. Barrios. Uh, good call. We will give you your he was point. He was nasty when he came over. Like, yes. super nasty. What was okay? Let's. What were his numbers when he came to Toronto? You guys keep talking, and yeah, I'll no, find no, this. He's gonna keep digging. Yeah, so, yeah. But keep, to that point, I have to figure out how Baseball Reference works really quick. <laughs> you guys both just like to use Baseball Reference. I'm all about fan graphs. I like. I, I always have find... sometimes fumbling around their charts doesn't help. Yeah, yeah I gotta <laughs> stick with. Rum, I gotta stick. I gotta stick with one program, or else I get seriously confused yeah. and just yeah, yeah. thrown around all over the place. Absolutely. So. Oh, here we go. So he he went. F- Why is his red field really shitty? He went five and four with the Jays. Huh? It's because of those two stretch. rough ones. Yeah, but to that did. point, though, I wonder how much of him staying was knowing that this offense is going to be ridiculous for probably yeah. you know, that contract. Oh, yeah, I mean, he wants to, he wants to <laughs> clearly love guys time here. So yeah, he, exactly. He, three five eighty RA gave up thirty runs, twenty eight earned. 
gave up eight home runs. That's not great in 12 The home starts. run ball did hurt him a little bit. Uh, when so he I, think that's a, I think that's fixable, though. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. I do, too. 78 strikeouts, 123 RA plus, 328 FIP. Yeah, so, like, he was good. But, but he could but be to that better. point, it was the same. And I, and I think he will be better. He, again, very much like Marcus Stroman, you're going to get very often, more often than not, you're going to get six innings, three runs or less every single time. There will be starts where he goes seven or eight innings and strikes out 12, as we saw a couple times. And then there's going to be a couple outings where he just gets absolutely rocked and is out by after two and two thirds. Um, Stroman did that quite often during his Blue Jays tenure, and I don't see that changing for Barrios, but they have him locked up. And the top three, at least, of this rotation is settled right now. And the Blue Jays did apparently make a run at Eduardo Rodriguez before uh, he signed with the Detroit Tigers. I've been told that run was a little exaggerated, that it wasn't as much as John Heyman and other reporters made it out to be. Uh, but with that being said, you have two spots theoretically open, unless you want to give one to Ross Stripling, then you have one spot oh. open. But Open, all right, let's just operate on the assumption they're going to add two starters. Now they have Barrios, you have Ryu, and you have Alec Manoa as your top three as of meant. Craig, what direction does this team go? Eduardo Rodriguez was a target. He's off the board. Noah Syndergaard was apparently a target. He's off the board. And Justin Verlander, they were very much in on. He opted to go back to Houston. So what's next? Make a run at Scherzer? Do they go for Kevin Gosman? Are they obviously going to try to make a run at bringing back Robbie Ray, but start to plant seeds elsewhere in the event that he doesn't come back? Where do you go from here to at least fill one of the spots between now and Christmas? So what I'm thinking right now, their philosophy is that you can chalk off 90% of those guys you just listed off in in free agency outside of Max Scherzer. Because I think they want to bring in that guy like Verlander that would have been, that would have just, take this thing to the next level to the point right. where it takes in that rotation, right? Outside of him, this is a full-on, I'm trading to get that other guy, and I'm going to invest in a bat with the money. I really, I would be shocked with the teams that are selling pitching right now between the Reds, the um, Miami Marlins, and the Oakley's. There is a lot of pitching thrown out on that trade market, and a lot of bats even to that point, but I don't, as much as I'd love to see Matt Chapman, I don't think it's happening. <laughs> I, um, I really would think they're going to make a good, uh, a good run for Sean Manaya with one Pablo Lopez being another, and then Luis Castillo being, I think the big prize. And I think they have the trade assets for two of those teams to really market themselves well. And I will be shocked if there's anything left hot top prospect list wise, left in our top two major league our top two minor league teams come spring because of this whole situation wouldn't be surprised i mean we saw because they do that i'm not worried about that because now i got every damn position filled for the next two years and i go back and draft absolutely (laughs) absolutely and we've already seen john Heyman put out there that the blue jays and the marlins match up extremely well i don't know if that was just his his take on the situation or if he's heard things or maybe there's been discussions but for blue jays fans who aren't overly familiar with some of those names that you mentioned like pablo lopez not a lot of blue jays fans would be familiar with him eliezer hernandez or sandy alcantara a lot of names people wouldn't be familiar with but all three are very good and i'm pretty sure pablo lopez was a three and a half to four win pitcher this past year for the marlins that's another jose barrios that you're adding into your rotation and he's under control for the next i think it's three or four years so if they're moving off kirk 
that would be a move I'm all for. So, Craig, tell us about some of those. If you had a target that you wanted to pick of some of those trade candidates you mentioned, you mentioned Manaya, you mentioned Castillo, you mentioned Lopez. There's still a couple other Marlins. There's maybe a couple other Cincinnati Reds. Who would be your top choice to make a trade, let's say, involving Alejandro Kirk? So you want me to say the one that's the most likely or the one I want? <laughs> go, go with both. Go with who you think is most likely and then what your heart wants. Yeah, the one I want, because I've just I've had a, I've seen a little bit of him in the minor leagues too. I want Luis Castillo. I think he yeah. fits as the win now guy out of all. But I think the long term buy right now would be grabbing Pablo Lopez. And I think that is the more reality because unfortunately it's starting to sound like Sandy Alcantara is getting sniffed at by some other teams pretty efficiently yeah. that have a little bit more prospect capital than us. But Pablo Lopez, like you said, that's that's the equivalent of adding another mid-rotation guy to this freaking team. And right now, if you do that, that's the difference in the world. As much as we would love to grab the, you know, the Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer of the world, this is a plan for the future. And I think that's exactly what the OPO deal just showed the cards a little bit for the Toronto Blue Jays. They're going to be able to dump the money in, I think, on free agency that they want. But like I said, I think they're going to be able to go and fill these holes one of those guys that we have been talking about in Blue Jays prospect land is going to get traded. Yeah. And it's not going to be avoidable. They're just not going to be trading. I don't think anything at the major league level outside of somebody like Randall Gritchick as a throw in or <laughs> anybody like that, or one of our many catchers. But I think the rest of the roster is pretty solid, but they need to fill pitching base. And if they can upgrade a catcher for a temporary, that's great. But Gabriel Moreno is going to be another Boba Shet Vlad. Coming. Yeah this team in the next maybe this year i really don't know that arizona fall league shit's nuts <laughs> uh, there's some uh, very good performances as we dissected last week chris same question you out of some of the trade targets or even on free agency i think we've all made our attentions clear that max scherzer would be absolutely incredible and that we're fine to back up the brinks truck for him but in terms of some of those trade names and trade candidates that we've heard who would be your top choice to go and grab assuming that alejandro kirk is the main piece going to the other team Dude, I don't even know. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just, I'm going down a rabbit hole of names and like if they're Tarot not Tarot arcs free. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck off. Um if like if you're not gonna go out and back the truck up for Scherzer, like I don't know if I wanna waste a bunch of money on Gosman waste a bunch of money, I guess that's a bad term but like a gosman doesn't money. really do it for me um like if you're gonna go after gosman just go and get ray um but like how do you guys feel about like instead of a steven Matz, if that doesn't work like as, as a fourth or a fifth guy like a john gray kind of uh, it, you're not gonna have to break the bank on him or even kikuchi um is kind of a name that raises my eyebrow a little bit and makes me kind of hum and haw about um i think that's the safety net move yeah yeah which i don't even like you're still gonna have to do that because we need in all reality we need two starting pitchers we need somebody to play third base we need somebody to play second base and we need probably two relievers Mm -hmm. yeah so relievers are a dime a dozen. You're going to find somebody to throw an inning here or there, even in the middle of spring training. Like we had Liriano who was throwing really well out of the bullpen at the end of last year. And then I think basically disappeared off the face of the planet. I don't know if anybody actually picked him up or did anything with him. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, um, think, I don't, know. I don't think like well. I guess I I don't see the Blue Jays getting Castillo. I just don't. I feel like if I feel like if if that was going to happen, it was going to happen some point before now because they've been linked to him so often before that I feel like that it, it probably would have already happened. I keep seeing like Bassett coming up. Lopez really intrigues me. I just like what is it going to take to get one of the Florida starting pitchers just a catcher? Scares, well, a catcher and plus, probably Kevin Bishop. Wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Biggio, Kevin Smith, somebody on that ilk. Um, Santiago plus, probably. As as I don't want to say it. No, <laughs> they, they they wouldn't want Espinal. Plus a pitcher, a, a younger Espinal, pitcher. Okay, here's the thing about Santiago Espinal. He's only valuable to this team. Yeah, agreed. He's he's not valuable to anyone else out there. Not as a full-time player. Not as a full-time player, because yeah. how many Santiago Espinals are there out there? A ton. Exactly. So I'm going to make this a terrible declaration that nobody's going to like. We're going to get a third baseman to really play third base. We're going to lose Kirk and Biggio, and then we're going to get stuck with Santiago Espinal playing second base all day. Which is fine. Which is fine right. with that, too. Which is <laughs> fine. Which is fine. As, yeah, <laughs> which, is, which is fine as long as you don't break the bank on all your prospect capital so you can go and get somebody to play second base at the deadline. We have that, too. Like, yeah. like that's that's your play at the deadline then is relief pitching because you always need to get more relief pitching and somebody to play second base. Yeah. Which is fine because second base, as long as you have somebody to fucking catch the ball there. Ryan Goins was the primary second baseman in 2015. They'll be fine with like an or somebody like that. Exactly. Like Kevin Seitzer said he was going to be the next big hitter. Oh, lovely. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I don't know. I, as long as they don't break the bank on the prospect, I, uh, I'm having such horrible anxiety that they're going to break the bank on Jose Ramirez. I, I do too, and it's uh, going to involve Lourdes. It scares the crap out of me. You can't get rid of. Okay, here's my whole wrap my head around this crap. You, if you're talking about adding and getting better, you cannot go out and get Jose Ramirez and subtract Lourdes from this ball team. You're not making Thank yourself. You. You're not making yourself better at that point. Sorry, you're you're making yourself. You're making yourself better in one aspect, but you're not making the team better as a whole. Because then Randall Gritchick is playing right field all year. Unless he upgrade that spot that you subtract from. With yeah, who? That's the only thing I said. Uh, I think we were talking about this last like, week. Maybe you turn like, around maybe, and pay like, Starling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine. If the but, conversation at the end of the day comes down to do you give big bucks to Lourdes or to Oscar Hernandez, whichever one you don't give big bucks to and choose to do that, the other one's traded and it's for Jose Ramirez, sign me up all day. Well, because so, we just we just found out this week that Lourdes has one year one less on his contract than what we all exactly. originally thought. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to have to make a choice on him or to Oscar soon. And yeah. right now. I'd probably say Oscar, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, especially after to that point, that's yeah. why nothing's happening right now. Yeah, exactly. Because they're what this year play out, and then they're going to pay somebody. But uh, if I'm sniffing around the third base thing, guys, that the I can. Adam is so much fucking cheaper right now. I, than worrying I, about Jose Ramirez. 
I yeah. would do Chapman and Manaya. I would Chapman and Bassett or somebody like I that. I would do I would do Chapman right now before I would do Ramirez. And then like that, that's not that's not a slight too. Yeah, that's not a slight on Ramirez at all. Like he's an MVP player, but you can't. If we're going to lose Robbie Ray and Marcus Semyon, we need to figure out how to make this team better by losing them and adding to make this team better. Yeah, it's like that scene of Moneyball where they're like, "How do we get or how do we replace Giambi and yeah. Damon and whatever?" It is like, yeah, and it's yeah. like with these like home runs and this yeah. and that, and whatever. And then they're like, "No, we're trying." It, it's exactly that. Like you, you can't, you can't say that we're going to get better and we're going to add without actually doing that and making the team better. It's it, it's. I don't know. Lourdes doesn't do that for me. Right. No, that Chapman thing screams Blue Jay move to me, though. Oh, especially on an off year last year. Let's fleece. He's still 28. Third baseman. I'm all. all What's Brad Lurie doing these days? Yeah. (laughs) I'd call him up. (laughs) Here's a sixer of uh, Red Bulls. Go out there and play. Yeah, yeah, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be interesting, guys. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of teams that have made their young pitchers available for trade and very well known. I can't go from the Marlins and the match there. I just think that's a match made in heaven for both. It makes too much sense. A lot of beat writers have already picked that up. And Pablo Lopez screams a Blue Jay acquisition to me, a guy that not everybody's going to be familiar with. I did overhype him a little bit. He's only worth 2.3 wins, according to Fangraphs. But his strikeouts every year taking up. His walks are going down. His ERA is going down. His FIP is going down. He's a guy who's getting better and better and better. And he averaged 94 miles per hour in his fastball last year. You can replace Robbie Ray with Pablo Lopez. Probably not with the success, but still very good success. There's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot. I would not be surprised to see a pitcher signed via trade or acquired via trade. And then you dip into what you were suggesting, Chris, a John Gray or somebody in those uh, that, those lines. And there's your five with Ross Dripling as your sixth guy for insurance. Which, like, you could do a lot worse than having John Gray as your number five. Absolutely. And he screams the next Robbie Ray to me. And I think people are also picking up on that. If you fix John Gray... You can have a guy who could be a Cy Young candidate because he's had yeah. this stuff forever. It's just Colorado's a dumpster organization. <laughs> well, yeah, <and> pitching in <laughs> Colorado wouldn't help him at all either. No, no, absolutely not. It's uh, it's always weirded me out that certain guys like Herman Marquez and Yuli Shasin a couple years ago were able to pitch very well, and, uh, but nobody else ever seemed to be able to. But that's because Marquez is really damn good. And that's another name yeah. that we went through a lot this past offseason as Herman Marquez, and that's been silent on his front. So maybe they strike and get Marquez as well, depending on what the Rockies want to do, because they can't seem to make up their mind about what they want to do. Dumb organization. <laughs> Anything else? That you guys Meanwhile, they cash in on what Blackman's option. It's like, yeah. why don't you just trade? <laughs> Let him go. Or you know, we're not going to trade John Gray, but we're also not going to qualify him to try to keep him around. What? We're going to lose him for nothing. Very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Any other pitching targets that you guys had? We can go into the third base conversation. We've kind of dipped our toes in there already. I know it wasn't on the agenda, but if you want to go into third base, or do you guys want to move on to the other awards that have been given out so far? I don't know. I don't see I don't see anybody on the infield like other than Chris Taylor, but I don't think I want him playing third base. I just don't think that there's anybody out there were like other than Seeger. Yeah. But like he's going to cost you a 
boatload of money. Huge money. Huge money. And like, you know, here, you know, the best part about this whole Verlander signing with Houston thing is, is he didn't go to the Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently the Yankees are out on top tier yeah. shortstops. And there was, a, there was, there was another, there was another article that Steinbrenner is advocating for a lower, uh, Luxury tax and this like they are in there. There's something going on in Yankee land that I think is coming from the top that isn't allowing them to be the big bad Yankees. I hope so. I really hope so. There's some penny. Nice to see them just fall out of it for a minute. (laughs) There's some penny pinch there that is very, very interesting. But it's really odd because they were in the conversation allegedly with Verlander right to the end, just like the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. Well, the yeah, other three teams, right? That, that could have been used as leverage, though. But the apparently the the offer that the Yankees gave Verlander last last week or earlier this week was one year and ten million. What really? That's, yeah, wow. isn't that less than what they just paid Corey Kluber on yep. a one year? Yep. Kluber was yep. one twelve. <laughs> and that blew up. I would I would have to find who tweeted that, but it was a verified account. So. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, um, you might be onto something, Chris. It does seem like the signs they put out early on, we know that they've kind of done that in the past, and they've proven us wrong and gone against what they've said. But it does seem like some things are adding up to not be as big of players as we well, all they're gonna, to be. Yeah, they're they're gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do with Aaron Judge as well, right? Well, they yeah, got to so, pay those guys soon too, right? Yeah, so they're, they're gonna, gonna have to pay him. I, you know, the worst thing that ever happened to the Yankees in the last, I don't know, ten years. Stanton is is Stanton. That's he, yeah. he's, he's handcuffed that team Unanimous. so bad. And now Cole too. So bad. But Cole, yeah, but Cole's giving Cole's them. He's going to pay off. Yeah, Cole's you don't even getting, know freaking Stanton's going to be able to get off the bench. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We, but to that we, point. No, go ahead, Craig. Go ahead. No, no, to no. that point though, that maybe the chink is showing in the armor for the uh, the Yankees and. Like I said, if they don't spend money on one of those big shortstops, they're missing out on an opportunity for throwing money, like we were saying at Marcus Semien, to bring it back. I could, okay, now I close my eyes, and when I picture Marcus Semien, I see him in pinstripes. I can see that, that too, (laughs) because he won't won't cost us a Seager or Correa. I I could uh, also see them going after Trevor Story. Yeah. Well, and they've already said they're out on Story. Yeah. Oh, so that's that was the one that made too much sense to me because they have made you already there on the keystone with them and they can't figure out what the fuck's going on with Glaber Torres. So if he can't come into spring training and hit your middle infielders, LeMahieu in for the Yankees and then Trevor Story, because they were already a double play combo in Colorado for how many years? Yeah. <laughs> you know, scream yeah. Yankee move. Yeah, but absolutely. I hope they're not doing shit because that this means the market's going to fall down, too. Yeah, and I hope the Red Sox don't do anything either because uh, they scream to me a team ready to crumble at any time based on what we saw a couple times this past season. <laughs> they need to throw money at it right now. We're going to keep going in. And I just I don't think the money thing fixes it. No, I don't either with the Boston Red Sox. Um, anything else? Uh, I'll, speaking of third base targets really quick, um, we went through last week, Chris, um, a list that Craig found from Ian Hunter on potential infield targets and two names yep. that were on the more favorable side of ish. None of them were overly exciting, but that just kind of strikes me as a move that you kind of do as a stopgap until you have maybe Moreno transition over to third base. That's an option. But Eduardo Escobar was a name that we were both a little bit favorable on. 
guy who's coming off at 30 plus home runs each of the last couple of seasons. And yeah. Greg, the other one was Kyle Seager, I believe. Cause for some, I just cannot get Kyle Seager out of my head as a third baseman, at least for this year, maybe next year. I wouldn't the touch number one likely Kyle, was Corey I wouldn't Seager, touch, though. Uh, I would I wouldn't touch Kyle Seager with a tempo pole. I, I think they are. I don't know no, why. I, I don't want any part of Kyle Seager. He what a, you might as well you might as well trade it for Joey Gallo. Yeah, and he, he's a I'm so he's happy a big, that's another one the Yankees get to deal he, with. He's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a big left handed bat that is going to strike out too much that doesn't complement this lineup. What, yeah. the, the one thing that complements this lineup is they need bat-to-ball skills. And Kyle Seager does not have any kind of bat-to-ball skills. He struck out quite a bit this year, almost 25%. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, so, his brother gets on base like crazy. So Yeah, yeah. So go for his brother. <laughs> and, go for the better one. apparently Kyle, uh, not Kyle Seager, he's obviously playing third base, but Corey Seager is open to playing third base. Oh, sign me up, please. Oh, that, that fixes everything right there. Because then <laughs> you still keep Boba Shett and we do what we're just talking about. Absolutely. Worst case scenario, you have to hope something goes right at second base. I'm all right with that. Because well, at that point, if you, just, if, if you just pay Corey Seager to play third, you still got Kevin Biggio, too. Yeah, Kevin and Kevin Smith scream the platoon for next year at second base. Yeah. I, I'd be more than fine with Espinal and Biggio at second base. Biggio's mm-hmm. yeah, to do something in spring. Yeah. Biggio. Biggio is absolute horseshit on third base. He's absolutely move shit. him back to second, please. But second base, he's fine. Yeah, he's I don't, perfect. I don't know he's why perfectly they think adequate at second base. Well, because I they, think they, they were they just hoping and praying. Some, yeah, they wanted him to be some super utility player, and they they had their hands tied because Vladdy couldn't play third base. He still can't play third base, Never and been. they they needed Never again. No, and they needed something to hit. And they thought that Bishio can play everywhere else in the field, so why can't you play third base? But left side of the infield is a completely different animal than the third or the oh, right side of the right side of the infield. Absolutely. If he had a little bit more arm, I think he would have been all right. But he was trying to do the same stuff he did at second base with transferring the ball and everything. You can't do it when the ball's coming right at you and you're running yeah. toward first base. He's he's too lanky. He's too long and lanky to play third base. Yeah, I think I'm with is you. Is what it comes point. down to. Well, let's move on to the other that's kind of floated around this team. Not so much on the hot stove side of things, but more so on some of the awards that we can talk through quickly. Um, Alec Manoa didn't even come close to sniffing Rookie of the Year. I don't think I was too surprised at that, uh, to be perfectly honest, just based on when he came up. I knew he was really damn good. I thought maybe a little bit more, but at the end of the day, it didn't shock me. Charlie Montoyo finished fourth in manager of the year voting. We now know Robbie Ray won the Cy Young. And then tomorrow, Vlad and Marcus Simeon go up against Shohei Otani for MVP. So, Chris, start with you. Manoa, Montoyo, what are your thoughts? Justified where they finished? Did you think one should have gotten better than the other and been a little bit more in the conversation? You can take it with Montoyo or Manoa, whichever way you want to go first. Uh, Manoa surprised me that he wasn't higher, and I don't know if that's just kind of a homer stance. Or not, but like looking at his numbers compared to some of the other guys, like Manoa was far and away better. And I, yeah, I don't know when did he come up? May? It was or May. Was early. I think it was so like, like end of May. So, like to say that he didn't have as much time as everybody else, like it was only a month. Yeah. Um, which for a rookie isn't sad because typically rookies get held back a little bit for contractual yeah. issues or whatever um 
I so yeah, I guess I was a little bit surprised where he ended up. Um, Montoyo, I I guess there was human of playing in how many different home ballparks and whatever, but I I think he might have had a better shot if the Jays got in and made a run. I know it's more to do with the regular season, whatever, but that does play a factor of what you do in the playoffs, I'm sure, or at least yeah. getting there. Um, who won the AA? It was Kevin Cash, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is that really that shocking, though? I'm, <laughs> yes. To me, I'm blanking so hard on the Mariners coach. Scott Service. Scott Service, that's it. I'm floored that he didn't win. I thought he was going to win too. He that team overperformed like crazy, just based on the talent yeah. they had and the run differential. Yeah, I, I I'm floored that they didn't win or he didn't win. So yeah, Craig, that's that's my only thoughts. It was very raised for them to steal the manager of the year award. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because they stole the lineup card. Yeah. yeah, that was why he got it. That well, that move alone. Yeah. <laughs> and the Cash is one of the very few ever. managers that manages anymore as well, though. Like he's yeah. always making moves and doing this and that. So whether they're premeditated anyway. or whatever, but yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. Out of looking at the Rookie of the Year award stuff here, is really Alec Manoa the worst pitcher on this list? No, <laughs> in my opinion, he's Mac McClanahan that didn't pitch as many innings as Manoa did. Then you go up to the guy that actually was the runner up was Luis Garcia. And outside of the innings thing, he pitched about 40 lessons. They're the same damn guy on paper. And the walk, you know, the walks were way better for uh, Manoa and the K's were right up in there, too. So. Not to mention how many starts. What was the record that he did for us? Manoa? Yeah, he did something that I forget what it was. He starts with six oh, innings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, or I something for a rookie. It was yeah. A major League, or it was, it was at least a team record. I But I wanted to say it was I closer to it was to the, Major League record, too. Or tied it. Yeah. Maybe. But either way, that I thought that achievement alone would have been enough. Because he was obviously one of the better pitchers we had, especially down the stretch. Um but to that point, Luis Garcia did pitch well, and I'm not shocked that the Rose Arena won. I just no. don't think it's fair giving it to him when he had the outcoming that he did last year. Not fair. <laughs> I think so, that played a part in it for sure. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he even qualified as a rookie for this season I thought was weird with literally making a major league postseason home run record in the midst of that whole thing. But don't worry about that. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you on – well – I guess I just feel like Manoa wasn't really talked about or known very much outside of Toronto and maybe the people who are a little bit more into baseball as a whole than just following one team. I just don't feel like a Samoa too much talked about by beat Raiders as the season went along. I just don't feel he got the attention he truly deserved, and I don't know why that's the case because he had a good season. So thinking of that and visualizing it and not hearing him talked about very much on television, on MLB Network and other spots – I guess I'm not surprised at the end of the day where he ended up finishing. Um, Montoyo, I thought, might have gotten a little bit more love just because they missed it by one game. They won 91 games in this season, just a full season removed from a terrible 2019. Um, and they just missed. And playing in three different locations without a home until they finally got home. I thought that would carry a little bit more weight. But at the end of the day, looking at the other candidates, I'm not 
upset. I'm not surprised that he finished fourth. I'm with you, Chris, all the way. I thought Scott Service won. Um, the Mariners, I don't know how they stayed in it until the last day of the season. Um, they managed to outperform every metric uh, possible, and he got the most out of their players. Whatever that means baseball these days, he set the lineups up that were constructed best for his guys. Um, and it was fun again in Seattle for baseball fans who playoff races and uh, wild card races have been kind of a thing the last 20 something years since they made the playoffs, but always seem to fade out. They at least made it to the last day and uh, ultimately end up missing it. But yeah, I thought Scott service should have won for sure uh, on that, but Kevin cash takes it. Oh, well, <laughs> here's something I, I, I found scrolling Twitter the other night was somebody had mentioned about Manila and that he used the hit by pitch to his advantage. Very well <laughs> to scare people. Yeah, so it, it was basically it was from fucking Paul Durham. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> scaring the living shit out of their, his opponents it's to make them hands. uncomfortable. And, and he they pulled used, a Randy Johnson, John Cruck, huh? Yeah, they use they and they gave I forget who it was. It was somebody super random, but they they posted um like very specific examples. And one of them was like in LA where he hit a couple of batters and then the rest of the game, LA looked terrible, like with their swings. <laughs> Cause they looked super nervous and just like taking weird hacks at balls. And I that's know. funny. Actually, I might have to find that article. Is that sounds like an interesting read just because well, it's minor league baseball he played. Well, right. Yeah. It wasn't even an article. It was just a Twitter thread. I'll have to okay. try. And find, I don't even, I can't even, I think it was to one that of those point. I think it was one of those one thirty. Yeah, it was one of those one thirty and scrolling through Twitter, and I found it. And <laughs> yeah, it just entertaining. Uh, fair. Um, if he was going to get beaten in a category by Garcia, that was one he easily got beaten in. Four for yeah. Garcia, sixteen for Alec Manoa. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No Only kidding. in one hundred and eleven innings. We'll see how that extrapolates in a whole season going forward. But I am very excited but, to have yeah. Alec Manoa I, and him and uh, Jose Barrios guaranteed to be in this rotation for like oh, a decade. Yeah. No, they, <laughs> locking up those two guys for forever for the next like five, six, seven years. Amazing, and it's a great start uh, to the rotation. Um, what if Pearson is good next year. You'll be good in all the steel. You'll be good in the bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> he will be good in the bullpen, but what if he's a good starter? I mean, if he takes the leap like Manoa just did and puts it together, then there's zero it. excuse for missing the playoffs this season. <laughs> what yeah, it, you know, what if? we got? Oh, it'd be amazing if? if he puts it together finally. They need that. They would. That would be absolutely incredible. Because, like, who uh, probably be the one to, to answer this, but, like, who who on the pitching radar is next to come up? Oh, if, man, you don't want to know. <laughs> good. Getting into like, the Joey Murray's of the world and uh, whatnot, and um, well, the, yeah, but we know Joey Murray. But, but like, the high ceiling guys are too far away. Like Kloffenstein, still yeah. probably another year or two. Um, C.J. Van Eyck, same he thing. Hurt, yeah. Um, Zach Logue had a really good year in Double A. Like Manoa uh, was supposed to be two years away last year, though. Yeah, like what? What I will give Atkins. We have a lot of hitters in this list. They are not not afraid to make that jump, right? Yeah. Like Manoa came up. Did he even pitch for Buffalo? Very briefly, I think. Just say it was a blip yes. on the radar compared. But went, but went from A ball to pretty like, much triple A. Yeah, because they and knew then, like yeah. 
and Kirk there's not went any from, Blue Jays prospects that pitch to, above Double A right now yeah, on our list. Like, but like, of Murray. It, it's not uncommon for pitchers to go from Double A to the majors. It's no. A lot of that's because New Hampshire's in the Eastern League, and that's a very competitive Double A league. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't yeah. think I don't think anybody's there quite yet. But no, I think maybe towards the trade deadline of next year, we'll hear somebody like a Klofenstein or a Van Eyck to be like, okay, this guy's getting some serious consideration for a September call-up. And then they go into spring training with a chance to win a job. Um, yeah, if they're not all traded. Yeah, yeah, if they're not. Yeah. All- I did forget that Zach Logue actually did pick at the end of the season. So Logue? he was with the Bisons at the end of the season. So it, if it's not Joey Murray, he would be the next guy. The next guy, Bowden Francis, I think he's destined to be a reliever. He'd be an interesting guy to watch in spring training for a bullpen candidate, dark horse guy. But I see him having the right-handed stuff to be a, a starter in the mm-hmm. major leagues. But I hope he surprises me because he's got a nasty curveball. <laughs> I'll ask one more really stupid question, then I'll let you guys keep doing your thing. Uh, over over under on uh, Mourinho making the opening day roster. Under, under, over where the over under is. You guys are crazy. He's um, gonna yeah, be on under. It. He's gonna be on it. Yeah, I, that's their bold prediction. You've had like three of those this show. No, <laughs> yeah, we have to document these to go back to uh, when the he, he he's gonna be on the opening day roster. Yeah, I mean, if he ends up making the opening day roster, that's going to be like how I called that freaking Troy Tulowinski was going to be on the team before 2015 in spring training that year. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he'll just yeah. saying he'll be on the team as a catcher or third base because there's talk matter. of him playing third base. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he can, he can play. He can play third base. So that's fine. I don't I'm care for that. As long as his bats and I don't care yeah, where he plays. He yeah, can play center absolutely. field. Yeah. <laughs> to that point, regardless if he does start the team with the team out of spring training or not, he is going to take first team reps with the pitching staff in oh, spring training. Easily. Easily. Yeah, and easy. he's going to be on the cusp of what are we talking about? What's going on with yeah. Mourinho down in AAA tonight? You know, it's going to be yeah. that constant it, watch. Yeah. If he isn't on the team on opening night, it'll be it's, like one of those April 23rd it's the Vlad thing. Yeah, all the whatever. Time. If that doesn't change with the CBA yes, and whatever. Exactly. Exactly. So to that point though, he's on the 40 man roster already. Yeah. So I think he's already technically in that service yeah. time thing. No, no, it doesn't no. happen until you no, get it. It doesn't happen. Okay. Doesn't, yeah, so regardless of the fact that he's on the 40 man roster. Yeah, you okay. can be on the 40-man roster, but until you're on the 26-man, that's when yeah. your clock starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, wow, but, like, something's got to some kind of with the catching unit, though, because we have, what, five catchers still on the yeah on the 40-man? Kirk will be traded. McGuire will release. I, no, I think you're gonna, They're going to slip them through waivers some, until, while some, they can. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think he'll slip through waivers again. Like he was just valuable enough that some team would take him on. Just pirates, pirates, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pirates would take. Him back. Yeah, pirates would take him back for sure. As Ben Charrington move written all over it right yeah. there. I was surprised that wasn't what happened already. Personally, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised. At they the just dropped their other catcher too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you want to take it as. Final question of the night. Does Vlad or Simeon beat Shohei Otani out for MVP tomorrow? Craig? 
as much as he should. The MLB writers have got a hard on for Shoy. <laughs> so is it, closer, is it closer than Robbie Ray versus Garrett Cole, Chris? Yes, but only marginally. I think but, I Vlad, but Vlad should still win. Vlad will get a couple first place votes. I think he might get five to ten, and then Otani the, gets the rest. They'll be the old traditionalists that sway Vlad's way. Like who? Hmm, who would pick Vlad overwhelmingly? Like somebody like a Jeff Blair type. Well, all the Blue Jays writers will pick uh, Vlad number one and Otani number yeah. two. Simeon, no, I don't even think so because Simeon like, should get a couple Art, too. Art, yeah, Arden Zwelling and Ben Nicholson Smith have a giant heart on for Shoei. So I don't know. I Vlad should uh, win it, and they should just make up a new award for Otani because he's the Otani award for being Otani. <laughs> well, it, and it's like it's like the. To me, like Shoei this year, and if he has the same type of year next year, like he won't even be on the spectrum to win because it'll be, it's like the same kind of thing in the NBA that like LeBron should win every year because he's consistently the best player every single year, or, or Mike Trout is consistently the best player in baseball every year, but he yeah. doesn't win every year. Like there, there comes a point where it's just expected of you. And I hope that if Vlad repeats his 2021 season, that people aren't like, eh, he did this last year. Right. And I think that biggest thing on the whole thing that kills me on the whole Otani winning this year thing is the fact that I get that they're looking at it as the collective, right? On a Cy Young level pitcher, and he wasn't an MVP level hitter. I figure he needed to stand out in one of those a little bit more for me to be really tipping him into that fact of being an MVP. But maybe that's my fact. I, it, being extreme above average in both categories, right? <laughs> that's why I'm saying it, but I don't know. What do I know? But to that point, Vlad had a season for the ages, especially at his age. Yeah. And the fact that he, that this is the reason they had the Hank Aaron award as well, just because of pitchers winning over the years and everything like that and everything. I will give you right now that Shohei Otani is easily the MVP for the Angels this season, but I can't say even in all baseball that he was the MVP. So, unfortunately, Vlad's MVP is going to have to wait. Otani, but Vlad will get one or two throughout the course of his career, and who knows what Marcus Simeon does the rest of the way for him either? And who knows if he's back? We'll save that for another episode. Is there any final questions, comments, concerns, topic we'll bring up before we? Uh, do two claps and a Rick Flair. I couldn't think of a fun game to end it, Craig, so I don't know if you came up with one. I got one. Okay, there you go. Take it away. I just I banged my head against the desk until a few useful things fall out. It's all right. <laughs> Take <laughs> so, it away. All right, we've been talking free agency and what the way to fix this. Without picking a top-tier name from Blue Jays' past, so I'm, not, I'm saying take out Roy Halladay, the Roberto Alomars, the guys that literally are on the level of excellence, right? For a team's current need, plug the hole in one of the current Blue Jays' needs with a bl- previous Blue Jay great. That, oh, that's like right, I said, not you're the, going not right the, to the bottom of Santa's sack. So I'm going to give you the example I came up here with, and it's not the best of things, but it would help improve the team offensively. Third base is obviously a hole that we've been talking about. 
I would think adding somebody in the ballpark of a Troy Gloss increases the team's winning percentage because you're going to be adding offense and enough defense to base. Huh. Josh, that Donaldson. was my example pick. Josh, Josh yeah, Gloss but he, yeah, but he's base. yeah, but he's yeah, but he's star though. I didn't. I, I said level of excellence level. That's why I'm saying oh, that next okay. level down. Oh. Somebody you could have acquired. Somebody that we liked. I can let Tony Batista on me at third base, and I still would have given you points. <laughs> my, my first, my, my first thought was Ed Sprague, but I think I have a biased opinion of how good he actually was. You're all you're married to the '92 home run. I <laughs> not even because like I was running around in diapers at that point. So <laughs> I forgot. I'm just that. I was at bold. 37. I'm just that much older than you guys. I forgot. <laughs> hmm. That's hmm. Josh Donaldson counts, right? Turn. Like that's that's what I bring He's back. He's on the level of excellence. I'll give that to you. <laughs> Josh Donaldson comes back. Huh? I'm trying to go uh, like right off the board. I'm, maybe I'll think of somebody like that too. I'm trying to think of third dark hole for a little while. Howie Clark. No, I'm kidding. Howie Clark. <laughs> I love Howie Clark. Oh. Speaking of guys that played for the Red Wings for a million years. <laughs> I'll throw mm-hmm. another name at you and Troy Gloss is a good one. I loved his swing. Me too. That one year he had in two, that was awesome. Yeah. See, I'm almost thinking like Billy Koch as well. For the both or, yeah. or, or, or Billy that Koch one year would be a nice or piece. that one, that one year BJ Ryan. He was incredible that one year. I, I would say or even AJ Burnett. Burnett would be fun for the rotation. Um, what year was it when Delabar and Brett Cecil made it to the All-Star team? 2012 with the Raise the Bar? So Raise the, the Bar with Delabar. That bullpen <laughs> was actually really good. Aaron was good that year, too. Uh, Aaron Loop is going to get paid Aaron again Luke this year. Just, How fucked was, up is that? Was Rouch in that, that <laughs> bullpen as well? They get season after. Yeah. Rouch was 2011 with Frank Francisco. With Frank Frank. Better yeah. than what I used to call him. Prosecco. Yeah. Grand yeah. <laughs> shit guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I would go like Billy Koch or BJ Ryan for the back of the bullpen. Jericho in 2008, whenever year he was just incredible for whatever reason. Yeah. Kind of surprised you guys haven't named my other one yet. And then maybe, like I said, this is my age showing. Catching. Borders? Pat Borders. Yeah. Team leader, just enough hitting. Still better than Danny Jansen at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is he better than Mourinho? For if we're talking about lens future wise, no. <laughs> but right now, that would be nice. Hang on, that'd is Steve on, now Steve move on the, on the level like of excellence? Steve yes. is on there, isn't he? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> but to that point, we, to, we had plenty of anymore. good guys. Al Leiter. Fuck, Tut- there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Ted I find that funny that you mentioned Ted Lilly. It's going to be this guy. Next time we have a contest, I have the perfect freaking, uh, oh, no. you know, thing over here that I happen to find in my rummaging of my house. It's unopened. Oh, the Ted Lilly. It is a Ted Lilly Pez dispenser. Right back to the Angry Jay Black and everything. Ted Lilly. There he goes. It looks just like him almost. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Too Generic funny. Pez dispenser. But I'm gonna we're gonna give that out to a lucky Blue Jay fan once we try a trivia night oh, on a Hanky isn't on something. the level of ex- excellence. And the neither would Dwayne. Dwayne <laughs> Hanky Ward. Give me Hanky Ward. 
There you go. Not run fans in the house. <laughs> that, that one year Scott Rowland when they traded him to Cincinnati was really damn good. Scott Rowland spent like three thirty, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm yeah, on the very pretty. minority side of this, but I feel like Scott Rowland was very overrated. He was in third or open for Philly Scott Rowland or yeah. Cardinals Scott Rowland. <laughs> I still feel like he was very overrated. Yeah, we basically got Kelly Gruber playing third base for two years of Scott there, Rowland. Just saying. There was <laughs> in that year range of like Rowland and was that when no was that when like Frank Thomas was here as well? I yep. think so. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, I, that team, yeah. think that year, who else might have helped us in the middle of the infield there? Aaron Hill. That was one of them. And then the other one I was thinking was Orlando Hudson. Orlando oh, Dog. I love yes. Orlando Hudson was the sneaky spark plug that we needed for a couple of years there in that the line. O-Dog, the O-Dog was really good. I like him for second base. Actually, Aaron Hill would probably be fine for second base. Put shout, out, yep. shout out to the Adam Lynn greasy goatee as well. Oh, no. Just have a DH. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he came up and he was a left fielder? I was like, what the hell is he doing out in left field? <laughs> it's because Marcus Thames couldn't play left field. Oh, God. <laughs> Who is the new Miami Marlins? Which as of an hour and a half ago, too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you all rolled your eyes. They aren't going to hit again in Miami ever. Uh, just lawn balls, Godzilla shots. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in the biggest ballpark in the Amer- NL East. <laughs> Well, that so, was, but uh, yeah, that was fun. Nice <laughs> that was my goal. Blast uh, to the past there. Anything else, guys, before we wrap it up? I really got to go to the bathroom. So I want to do <laughs> two claps to Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> two claps to Ric Flair. I will give you guys the floor before I oh. do the Irish goodbye. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, Jalit, thank you for a great night as always. Some good stuff around Blue Jays land. Jose Barrios is locked in for another seven years. Robbie Ray has won the Cy Young. They are very in on a lot of top tier free agents. And we'll be here with you all the way through to spring training and beyond. And Chris will be around and Adam will eventually be back. And we'll get the whole game together and it'll be a lot of fun as we lead towards the holidays. And happy Thanksgiving to our American followers. I know we'll do another episode next week, but just in case I forget next week, Craig, have a good Thanksgiving. I know that you're going to be on your long, extra long weekend when we record hang next on, week. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold the phone for disorderly. one second. Whoa, whoa what? Showman is going out saying on, hang on, what was this? July, oh, no, August 25th. He posts... Robbie Ray just might win the Cy Young this season. And then he quote tweeted it saying, just going to leave this here. Fuck off. We literally proved that twice over. Would you just had to check your Twitter account? Late, yes. You were five months too late. <laughs> and anyway, I told you the one guy that bet with him already at the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Chris, uh, you were the original founder of that. Don't let anybody take it from you. Well, now <laughs> Shulman just rained on my parade. Yeah, well, <laughs> tweet him and tell him. I to hope take you reply out. with your tweet. Yeah, please do. <laughs> that will make for good entertainment on the later this evening. <laughs> Discussed on that bird watching. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do it. All right, gentlemen. Well, this has been fun. Check us out on um, uh, Why Am I for Blanket? Jay's Journal um, and our friends over at Stadium Scene. Um, check us out on all your podcast catchers and we'll catch you next week, Wednesday, as we lead into the holiday season, hopefully another move or two between now and then, but let's wrap this up as we normally do two claps and a Rick Fred. Let's go. Woo! Woo! Let's go. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays.
apply to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.